What if it's not too late? What if you truly can retire confidently? I'm Telton W. Hall, certified financial planner and best-selling author of The Secure Solution, creating a high-quality retirement in a low-interest rate world. My team and I have engaged in thousands of retirement planning sessions with middle and upper middle class Americans, people like you with their own unique fears and families and their own messes and their own successes. And they have done just that, retired confidently. If you're willing to go with me, I can tell you how. It's story time. Let's go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast today. Thanks for joining me. Let's talk about tithing. A lot of folks, typically in a religious tradition, will pay tithing on their income or on their increase financially. And it comes from, I mean, today it's pretty simple because we, we typically are not all uh, producing our own you know, food and, and produce. And so it used to be that you would uh, pay tithe to some type of charitable church organization, which represented the organization of, of deity or of God in your life. You used to you pay that with, with, with chickens or with produce or with corn or whatever. Now it's a little simpler. We pretty much all get paid in money, which makes the, the whole process of writing a check, making an electronic contribution a lot simpler. But the question that I get pretty often is, how do you pay tithing on retirement? That's a almost a standard question that we have to go through and think through. And even if I take a couple podcasts, because there's various different aspects of that, you need to think through that if you are at the point where you're going to start taking retirement income. Uh, If you're at the, let's call it the savings age, so you're not taking retirement income yet, then it's really, really helpful to think through how you want to structure a lifetime of paying tithing because you can make decisions very early on in your savings lifespan, you know, during the years when you're saving and it'll make it potentially more simple and straightforward in your retirement lifespan. Those, those years when you're withdrawing from your accounts and, uh, and that retirement income. So first let's talk about tithing for a minute for folks that are not familiar with tithing. So, uh, in the old Testament, actually it's in Leviticus 27, I believe you, I'd love to hear if I'm wrong. I think that's the first time when it says wh- whether it's your crops or your uh, land or your uh, fruit, those kind of things, that 10% of that or what's called a tithe belongs to the Lord. And so you find an entity or an organization or some way that you take 10% of those things and pay those to the Lord in whatever fashion you want, typically it's going to be to a church or religious organization. That's certainly the standard process. Obviously, you can come up with that in your own spirituality. And I think it's phenomenal. I think it's fantastic. I think it creates abundance in your life when you recognize that of everything, all the income and all the returns and all the blessings and all the good things that flow into my life, that there was a power beyond my efforts 
that creates that. And I'm going to recognize that by taking 10% off the top and paying that to something outside of myself, some organization that is bigger and possibly even more selfless than I am. I think that creates abundance in your life. I think that creates abundance in your financial capacity to continue to grow, to recognize that number one, I have to put in in effort. That's that's part of the deal. I mean, since we're kind of on the religious topic, God was pretty clear about that. Like once we left the the Garden of Eden, then it was a blessing and a curse meshed into one that by the sweat of your brow, by your efforts is how you're going to have increase in this life. And so the effort is part of that, but I think we've all seen it, especially if you look back at times in your life when something came together, a goal that you've had, an aspiration that you've had, and not only did it come together, maybe it was a big goal, maybe it was even more more than you really dared set a goal for, but you went for it. It was a bit of a stretch goal for you and it came together. And sometimes it came together even better than you could have imagined. I think we'll all look back at those times when we, when we accomplish those big things and think there was a power that took my efforts and multiplied them. And if I can recognize that both in my mind, but also recognize that in a really palpable manner, which is carving off some of my income to give to a a charity or a church or an organization that can be a representation of the good that we want to see in the world and the good that God is in the world. Uh, I think that's powerful. And I think that's beneficial and I think that's helpful. So that's, that's the concept of a tithe. I certainly pay a, a, a tithe off of my income and a lot of clients have, and it's very consistent that folks that have had a, a tithing mentality, a charity mentality, a recognizing that, they're the benefactor of blessings that are beyond their their own effort and their own intelligence. They certainly accumulate, in my experience, more assets in life. And then the question comes, okay, I want to continue that, but now I'm retired and my income flow has has changed from working to not working. And maybe my you know, expenses potentially change quite a bit during that that time period that could go down, could go up but a lot of folks have that question. And then the, I think probably the, the other thing that would be helpful to touch on is you've got the concept of, of a tithe introduced in the Old Testament, and then the 10% part of that just comes from the Hebrew translation of tithe. is translated as 10, and so that's kind of how the 10% component of tithe has come about. And if you want to give to charity and you're like, well, I don't want to do 10%. I want to do something else. Like, you know, I like that idea, but 10% seems like a lot or, or maybe I don't want to, you know, do that amount. I want to have it more flexible. I think that's great. That's fantastic. Right. For sure. Do that. I think it's just, it's not a tithe. I think tithe is pretty clear that it's a, it's 10%. So then if you're saying, okay, it's 10% of what? And let's just talk about in retirement, your sources of income and how those might be tithed. Let's pretend for a minute that you work at a salaried or or a W-2 income type of position. So you're not a business owner. um, You're not, you know, splitting W-2 and distributions you're getting a, a paycheck from, from a company it's a, and it's a W-2. 
Some folks will take that W-2 number every month or, or every quarter, every year, and take 10% of, let's say that they take 10% of the gross number. That means that they are paying a tithing on the, if they're paying on gross, then they're paying tithing on the portion of their, their funds that are going towards social security benefits. Now, technically their employer is also putting in some towards their, their social security benefits, but if they take just their own piece and their own personal responsibility for that, then, then they're paying tithe as they go along before they're actually receiving social security. They're actually paying a tithe on what they're contributing into the social security system. And so then the next step by, you know, by continuation is that once they switch over and now they're receiving payments from social security, some folks just like the feeling of money comes in and I carve 10% off the top to go towards these organizations that I care about, especially like, you know, especially their church and, and whatever, you know, signifies the organization that signifies deity and God in their life. They like that. And so they're certainly welcome to do that. I think it's a fair statement to say that that is probably paying a, a double tithe because you've, at least on your portion of that, you've paid, if you're paying on your gross W-2, then you're paying tithing on the funds that are going towards your social security benefit. And, and so when you receive those, if you thought of those funds, let's pretend for a second that you thought of those funds as instead of going to social security department, that let's just say that you put them in a bank account and, and just accumulated those for while you worked for 35 years. And then you said, okay, now I'm going to receive social security and and you started to pull money out of that bank account, then you typically wouldn't pay tithing on money that you pay tithing on, put in a bank account. And then when you go, every time you go to write a check for gas or go to write a you know, check for, for food, you don't typically you know, round up 10% and pay another contribution to, to tithing. And so what's interesting to me is that from a mathematical standpoint, that makes a lot of sense. I want to be... I want to be compassionate around that though and, and empathetic to the fact that people pay tithing because of gratitude and because of faith. And they like that feeling in their life. And it can be at times, not for everybody, but at for, for some folks, it can be a difficult thought to even consider that they're going to receive a social security payment and not pay tithing on that. And although the math would suggest that your contributions, you've paid tithing on your contributions to social security, the math would be pretty clear if you've been paying on your, your gross. The flip side to that is that we're not robots that deal 100% in math. We're emotional creatures. And I think we make Oftentimes, we make choices in trying to be astute and follow the math that actually create a little bit of, of stress or anxiety, a, a little bit of like disconnect in, in our soul. And we can kind of feel that even if we're marching forward and just following the math, you know, militantly, internally, we're like, oh, I don't know, I kind of want to do this. So I'm just going to give you permission right now. Here's, here's the deal. The math is straightforward. 
But if you want to make a tithing or even just maybe like a, a token charitable contributions from that, from that social security that, that you've contributed to, then I don't think you should feel bad about that. And conversely, if when I present this information to you, it's kind of enlightening, like I've never thought about that. Like, I think God has asked us through, you know, through the Old Testament and then through your modern day church leaders to pay tithing, which is, you know, which is 10% of that. I think he's pretty clear that he doesn't want us to double pay it. I want to give you permission now that you've maybe understood that a little bit better to move forward with just as much faith and just as much gratitude and just as much confidence in your blessings that you have fulfilled that law and you have fulfilled that requirement. For some of you, I think this will be the first time you really engage with this conversation. For some of you, you're like, eh, I'll worry about that later on. Or you, you, know, you could worry about it now because let's, um, let's switch over to you know, let's say that you're just kind of starting work or, or you're just, you know, you're, you're halfway through or, or something like that, then you might make a determination that you want to pay tithing on your social security when you're in retirement, but you don't necessarily feel like you should pay on it twice. Then you could sit with this and decide how you feel about this and what, and what inspiration comes to you that it might make sense to say, I'm consciously going to not tithe on the, the funds that flow into social security while I'm in my working years, because I'm going to consciously be paying tithing on that money throughout my retirement years. So there you go. That's one aspect of paying tithing on retirement income that it's helpful to start to think through and become aware of. You've got your contributions into social security. You've got your employer's contributions. Those don't show up on your gross pay. And in simple terms, you could think of that as kind of 50-50. So that might be an easy medium. If you're paying on gross and then you go into retirement, you might pay on half of your social security. So then you can know that, oh, I'm not going to double pay on on the contributions that I made, but I'm potentially receiving a benefit from contributions that, that my employer made. I, I think that's maybe a little bit of a stretch because it's really, it's based on your earnings as your social security payment is. So I would feel very comfortable to say, no, you've paid on what you've contributed. And so now you don't pay on what you receive back. But if you're thinking like, ah, I kind of want a reason to pay some on my social security, then you could look at it as like, well, my employer also paid, so I'll pay on half my social security. So I pay on that uh, contribution from my employer and not on my own because I already paid on my own because I've been paying gross. Obviously, if you didn't pay on gross and you haven't paid on your social security, then it would be really easy to pay uh, 10% on those social security withdrawals. If you are self-employed, you pay both. You pay your own side of social security and you pay your employer side of social security and so if you have been paying tithing on the W-2 that you generate for yourself, then you would fall into that category where you, you've probably paid tithing on Social Security. Now that those funds are kind of sitting there and now you're just drawing off of them if you wanted to compare it for simplicity's sake, 
sitting there, you know, in a fund or in, a, in an account. And now you're just drawing out of the account that, that's already been tithed. So there you go. That's an idea for you. I'm going to come back next week. I'll uh, write myself a note here and we'll touch on other sources of retirement income and how you might start to think through and understand how you might want to pay tithing on those. Hope you enjoyed that conversation. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. And make sure to subscribe so that uh, as I take a, a couple months off here coming up for the, the summer break, that when I get back online, you'll get hit with an email saying, hey, Retire Confidently podcast is up and running again. So if I take some time off, then uh, then you'll know when, when those come on. For now, I'm going to go ahead and uh, maybe I'll take one or two more episodes over the next couple of weeks and just explore this a little bit more because it's a, it's a consistent question that we really have to work through on an individual basis. So I'm going to try to give you some education to help you move through, uh, through that in your own mind and in your own family. Thanks for joining me. Have a great week. Hey folks, one last thing. If you have not checked out the Retire Confidently program recently, you really need to. We have drastically changed the cost associated with that program. So to go to teltonhall.com forward slash program and then click sign up and then put in the discount code podcast, podcast, all caps, you're going to be blown away at the price that you'll pay for a program that could massively change your retirement outlook, your confidence towards your retirement, and make thousands, ten thousands, even hundreds of thousands of dollars of difference in your retirement. Don't miss this. Take advantage of it right now. Teltonhall.com forward slash program. Click sign up. Use the discount code PODCAST in all caps. And for the price of, I mean, the less than a pair of basketball shoes, less than a really nice dinner out, you can get access to a program where we've seriously tried to give you every tip, every trick, every piece of education, every strategy that we can to turn any angst you have about retirement into confidence towards your retirement. Check it out. Teltonhall.com forward slash program. I am super excited for you. Your future retired self is ecstatic for you.